Alright, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me, the man with the plan, the guy who put Schilderberg all together based off of a throwaway joke from Car Camp It. One, Mr. Jake Lindsay. How's it going, buddy? Very good, thank you. So Awesome. Yeah. Yep, so uh, Childerberg is almost a punt. And yep. uh, so the title of this episode is Childerberg or Bust. And so we're all going to head over there at the end of uh, next month and uh, hang out at the Mewshu Bend Recreational Area, probably drink way too much. Yep, that's 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 always what <laughs> eat we do. way too much food and uh, and just chill out. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's uh, May twenty eighth through thirtieth, uh, as you said, at Mewshu Bend Recreational Area. On the 29th, we have a show, and this is the big announcement that I told you about. Oh yeah, that's right. Breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. We're going to do the show at Iron Wolf again. So there, there was a second venue possibility, um, but I'm not a I'm not a venue owner, so I don't really know all of the logistics of it. So sometimes they're, <laughs> I guess, complicated, and it doesn't make sense to me why it's complicated. It's like I'm right. bringing a bunch of people. Let me do a show, but uh, for some reason it is. But it worked out. Um, Iron Wolf, they got great drinks. We were there last year. Put on a good show. This year, the show is starting at 5 p.m. instead of 2 p.m. So it's going to be a shorter show. That will definitely we were... help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it was just, we were just outside way too long last time. So um, this year, it'll be shorter. There's a there's a band before our show starts. Uh, and uh, I think it's called the, the Mike Seltzer or the Matt Seltzer. I can't remember his name. Uh, but he's actually, apparently, he's from up here in uh, Possum Kingdom. And, um, you know, so if you guys want to get up, get there early you can definitely see him oh, but yeah. yeah oh they just did redid their website by the way too the website looks yeah great. i was i was just looking at that i mean they got like a video and everything it's a, it kind yeah. of gives you a good idea of what's what goes on out there yeah it's, it's i a, wonder it's if we got any uh, footage from the childerberg event from last year um i don't, I don't, I don't know like i'm not all. sure i there were people walking around with videos and stuff like that but uh i, I don't know for sure um but it's gonna be good it's gonna be yep. good um, it's great stuff. Uh, everyone yeah. bought their uh, bought their liquor the last time, so that's that true. was kind of fun. Actually, I, I still get uh, I don't drink liquor very often, but while well, I, I drink wine, but um, they their uh, citrus gin is really good. I think, or that, that's that's really the only thing that I like. So uh, is gin. I got their citrus gin, and then I drank it, and I got another bottle of it, and I drank that, and then I got Rollo a bottle and myself a bottle, and I drank both of those and didn't send it to nice. Rollo and. <laughs> It's, it's good gin. Yeah, that's uh, everyone was raving about their bourbon as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this year I'll have to uh, to purchase a bottle of that and uh, and run it through the Yeti cup. So, yeah. do you know the uh, you know the culinary libertarian? Uh, Dan. Oh, now I'm like blanking on his last name. This is a uh, twice. It, it is I've Dan, but I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember his last name either. But Dan. Yeah. Um, He's in, I think he's out in Oregon. Or, I don't remember what. Yeah, state he's in Oregon. He's out yeah, west. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he published a book last year or the year before. I think it was. I think it was two years ago. Uh, I remember he had a cookbook that came out. Yeah, and it's really good. And in there is a recipe for bourbon baby back ribs. Interesting. And uh, that you cook in the oven, which is, I guess, for barbecue oh, people, oh, sacrilege. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out really well in there. It's nice to do in the winter. And yeah. Um, and I cooked those, and I used the uh, that hot hot scotch that uh, Iron Wolf does for the bourbon part. Yeah, turned out, turned out very well. They, they're 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 good. It was good ribs. Oh yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so uh, last year when we were there, uh, 
we first I first rolled up and uh, Miss Sherry Voluntary uh, about knocked over Patrick from uh, Liberty Weekly to come over and give me a hug and everything. And like the whole time I was like sitting there looking for shade because we don't need the the redhead getting yep. too much sun out there. <laughs> I did this year. And since you'll be doing probably a lot of the podcasting stuff, I got these really yeah. big tents. So oh, nice. Uh, and one, one will be like a designated live podcasting tent so that people because that was an issue, I think. The shade is an issue. I'm also getting there a day early this year to put up. I have these large, uh, like <laughs> sails, so yeah. we can put like these big sails for shade up. And uh, that that those are the, those are some of the stuff I learned last year. Was like we need more shade, we need yeah, more porta potties. Yeah, more more porta potties. Um, Instead of one that had tipped over from the monsoon <laughs> and was overflowing. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, we're we're working on. I got the more shade covered. The the more porta potties I'm still working on. Uh, that that is government regulations are always a pain in the butt to deal with because it's like oh, why yeah. can't why can't I do this? And they're like, well, I, I don't know who to ask, and I don't think you can. <laughs> so it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, it's like, why are you making me go through the game of telephone trying to find a person to say yes to this when I just want to do it? I mean, that's that's typically government response to everything. It's like, you're standing in my way. I need you to get out of my way so I can get this thing done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But we're always so concerned that the environment is going to suffer from it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's what it is. Or if... So one thing that – it's it's really difficult for me to put myself in, in like, a, a distrusting shoes because I'm trustworthy, so I just kind of expect that other people are going to be. But I, I sort of see it from like either a manager's perspective or an owner, like at the venue, for example, if they don't yeah. know you, they have no expectation of like what your like, I know that if we have a porta potty or we have trash cans there, we're going to clean them up because we do. Yeah, that's what we, that's what we do. It's like yeah, a Ron last day. I mean, everybody was walking around yep. policing up the area. So exactly. Yeah. So I know that it's going to be clean, but they don't know. And and these are all bureaucrats of some sort. So it's right. They, they're not. They just assume the world. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it. So I think that's a little bit of a different thing, and that's probably why there's like twenty million pages of regulation on what you're allowed to do at the campsite. Yeah. I, but for the most part, as we've learned the last couple of years, you kind of do whatever you want, and as long as you're respectable, then yeah. uh, it doesn't matter. And this year, we don't really have to worry about any neighbors. We have two campsites that are not ours, and yeah. all of the rest are ours. So. I got this yellow caution tape that we'll put up around those campsites so that people don't walk through them. And then, uh, and some signs that say, be quiet or be courteous or something like that. And then, um, we'll have rain, you know, full run of the, uh, the camp. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a good site. The, uh, the site itself, uh, by the way, guys is, is beautiful. I mean, you wake up every morning, it's not too hot out there because Texas isn't exactly started beating down on everybody just yet. Uh, it was like, uh, what was it like 74 degrees or something every morning? Just about. It was nice. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. It was great. Uh, I think there's one night where I was actually a little bit cold. And yeah, uh, I remember I, that, uh, yeah. after coming back from the distillery, I was sitting there yeah. laying in the, in the, in the chill dozer, the Cajun chill dozer, yeah. the, AKA the minivan. And I was like, woke up and I was like, do I need to get a blanket? What, what is happening here? Yeah. It, it was, it was, I, I used the, uh, free Ross quilt. Because I was I was cold and but I had like fallen shout asleep. Shout out to Melissa. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, but uh, I had fallen asleep out on my tarp, and when I woke up, I was cold. But I had given the temp the tent to uh, to Groberg. Yeah. So 
I had another tent, but I hadn't, I didn't set it up and it was like three in the morning. I didn't want to, I didn't want to set up another tent. So I went right. to the van and in the van nicely folded up was the, the quilt. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so cold. <laughs> it's like, this is coming with me right now. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it was, was actually it was... kind of chilly enough for me to actually wake up. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I was in there looking for stuff. I was like, I didn't bring covers. I was expecting it to be too warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't help that we're all sunburned too, but uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but it's not the weather's great usually. Uh, we'll have a little bit more shade this year. There's always booze if you need to yeah. be hydrated with booze or water if you want to be hydrated with water. Uh, yeah, definitely come over to my uh, my area because I'll have a cooler filled with uh, Lacroix and everything else. Yeah. I also this year uh, Mason's coming in a day early, day early early, so we're gonna get down there on on. I'll, I guess I'll make it public. I don't. I only have enough spots for me, but on Thursday I'll be there to set up on Friday early so that we can get. Because last year, so I had like a volleyball net and I had all these yard games and stuff that got set up at some point, but they weren't set up at the beginning. So I don't think people knew that those were available. And yeah. uh, this year we'll have all those set up. We'll try to have all the tents and everything set up, um, or all the shaded areas set up. Yeah. Uh, on Friday. And then that way, as people start getting there Friday night and Saturday morning uh, or Saturday evening, whenever, whenever people start arriving, it'll be clear. We were also going to do this year because we, we changed the format. So before it was just kind of like a sort of an RSVP format where I rented them and then I just expected that we'd make the money this year. Uh, we kind of front loaded the money a little bit by selling the camp spots and yeah. that went really well. It, that's actually been a huge help, especially since it's grown so much. Like oh, yeah, last yeah, year yeah. I was I, last year I was floating like five thousand bucks, which is not insane amounts of money, but it's a lot of money. And I was yeah, like, it's, oh, a, it's a lot to come up know. with all at once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, yeah. please God, just let people <laughs> donate to me so that so that I'm not out of pocket. And it turned out we made more than enough. We even raised uh, fourteen hundred dollars for free Ross, which was awesome. Um, yeah. This year we got the campsites covered. Plus we've got some more that is going to help us uh, do the show and get some other supplies and stuff like that. Although we still need donations. You can go over to childerberg.com and donate if you haven't. Um, yeah, speaking of which, I'll, I'll get that up on the screen yeah. so you guys can see what it looks like there. So, uh, yeah, definitely they have a, a BTC donate button right there in the middle. It works. Shout out to Harley for helping uh, help me troubleshoot that. Uh, or if you got what uh, Rollo McFlugel calls uh, cuck bucks, you can uh, donate with PayPal mm-hmm. and everything else. And of course, uh, another good way to do that is uh, get the shirt. If it'll work. Yeah, here it goes. Yeah. Uh, The Childerberg shirt, which uh, I am actually wearing right now. Oh, right on. So, yeah. Uh, It's a little stained. So, I'm actually going to have to buy another one. So, be expecting. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah, Those are uh, are good shirts. Had a a pin uh, uh, bust all over it. It was uh, not not fun. (laughs) Do you know um, Unmutual Citizen on Twitter? Uh, Yes. I think he just followed me from a new account. Well, she did those those shirts, so the, ah, the art okay. for those. Uh, so uh, last year it was my friend Lev Polyakov, who's on Twitter also. He's he's yeah he, he's, I he's guess liberty dude. adjacent. Yeah, great guy. He did the art last year. This year, uh, a mutual citizen did it. It's really cool this year. And also shout out to uh, Roughtail Brewing, um, a, a Childerberg he, staple. That's all the right. way from the Childerberg Uno. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And, and he's the one who suggested the animal for this year's shirt. Cause it was, cause yes. we were, I was discussing with Mason. Mason was like, you should do it as Veer because that's the German four. 
And he was like, you know, there's a really great German cryptid, the Wappel Dangengar, uh, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The And uh, I was like, really? So we looked that up. That ended up being our uh, that ended up being our cryptid this year. Yeah, I think it's so funny because when you when you say German, you're expecting you know the uh, Krampus, you know the uh, the Christmas beast to come after mm-hmm. you, and it's very scary looking. And then you just like look up this is Volpinger. It's just you know a a rabbit with horns and and bat wings. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's like the German jackalope. So yeah, the German jackalope. That's how I have uh, described it as well. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a fun time. People will need to come. Will need to mm-hmm. definitely come. Uh, I was very excited uh, to make this aware to uh, one Aaron Edwards from uh, Float because they also do Float Fest there in Austin, and uh, so she is on board with coming to Childerberg as well. So well, that's, that's going to be a great I, thing. Yep, yeah, and I and I just learned about Float Fest from you. I knew about Float the app, but I didn't know yeah. about I didn't know they had Float Fest. So uh, that'll be that'll be really cool. We got some uh, either competition or kindred spirits however we want to look at it <laughs> look in the in the liberty sphere there's really not any competition i mean we all that's we true. all have podcasts and we all go on each other's podcasts all the time yeah, yeah that's so true. it's more that's like true. cross promotion so right yeah so yeah i mean I, I i would love to go if i'd known about it a little bit earlier i probably would have planned out for it uh to go down because they've got they've actually got an incredible lineup I, this was a good idea that um we sort of d- d- last year kind of put together the well, actually, I guess Childerberg Dose, we were going to do comedy because I knew Robbie was going to be in Austin for the LNC, and then the LNC canceled, and then our campsite yeah. canceled, and then the second campsite canceled, then the third campsite canceled, and then finally we ended up at Mule Shoe, yeah. uh, which turned out to be a great location. But um, the uh, the idea of having like a, a, a band or several bands and comedy and that sort of stuff, I think is a really cool way to just get people to come out and if they don't want to camp, if they're in the area, because it's something fun to do, meet people. Um, yeah, that was the thing with the the show last year is I saw a whole bunch of people that weren't camping the next day. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they just came for the event itself at the at the mm-hmm. distillery. So I mean, that's just still cool. I mean, how many people did we have at this distillery at one point? I think it was like two hundred fifty, maybe. Yeah. So they so the the distillery owners told me when we were there that they had throughout the day had about uh, three hundred roughly. Damn. It's kind of it's kind of hard to tell who was ours and who wasn't, but most of them were ours. So I would yeah. probably say two fifty. I I counted at the campsite throughout the weekend two hundred and fifty people that at least stopped by. Right. Uh, but we we only had I think I think maybe one hundred and forty or one hundred and fifty that camped. And then uh, this year we've sold already. Actually, I'll tell you because uh, I'll pull it up on the website. Uh, news about the campsite sales. <laughs> yeah. So we've already got. I don't know if this is wait how many do i have 300 so let me do some math <laughs> oh jake it's late in the day for math yeah i know nobody wants to do math not at 7 so, 15 p.m yeah so we've sold we've sold 186 camp spots nice uh, and then we have a couple of people who are we have an airbnb this year so if anybody's interested yep. in the airbnb there's still a few beds available um so we've got an Airbnb. We've got a couple people staying there. And then I actually have family coming this year and I have not marked off their spots yet. And I also haven't marked off. Um, yeah. You see it right here on the shop uh, yep. portion of the site. Uh, they got the camping spot, uh, 2469. 
Nice. And then uh, you have the Airbnb, uh, 300 bucks a night. It's, uh, it looks pretty awesome. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're not inclined on uh, camping or anything, I mean, this actually looks yeah. like a really great property. It, pretty nice actually, inside. Yeah, it's, it's a cool place. Uh, I think it's like 15 or 20 minutes away from the camp spot. Yeah, not um, too bad. Yeah, and I think we have left. So what did we sell? We sold. Uh, yeah, we still have a queen bed available. Now, I don't think there's any private rooms available, but. Uh, so it's a little more like a hostel type. Yeah, situation. kind of like there. Yeah. Yeah, there's just beds available. So I think there's there's let's see here. There is a queen, a double, a qu another queen, another double. There's a sofa bed and a couch sectional available. Couch sectional. Yes. I love it. <laughs> so. If you uh, are more interested in a place with a shower and uh, air conditioning. Out, out of the sun. <laughs> yeah, out of the sun, then that's the place for you. So uh, check that out. And um, what else? Uh, actually, if you go over to the, the campsites, you can kind of see how many are left over. I did not reserve enough spots for everybody to come Friday. I reser reserved enough for 120 people to come Friday. Right. I do have about 20 more slots open for friday that i didn't have before so if you if you're still interested in coming friday um then uh if you put it in email me I'll, I'll move you over to that sheet because i do have a few slots left there's a couple people who bought it in the first 120 and they just can't come friday and yeah. so that makes it so that we've got enough spots for 120 people but i don't have even though we've sold 180 something spots i only 100 and 100 ish have decided to come on uh, friday so okay that's available um yeah i mean that <laughs> that's about it it's been it's been a good it's been a good year this year we i think we got gonna you know, kind of hit the ground running um we're gonna have a couple of volunteers this year that'll help direct people to where they're supposed to go because th there was a couple of issues last year that we had which was mostly uh people all parking in one spot so make sure to park yeah, at there, your was, camp spot. there was a little bit of that i'm kind of yeah. guilty of it myself the cajun children was uh, yeah. kind of parked right in the middle there so yep i did it too like i when i pulled up with the wine van uh i just kind of went straight to where everybody else was and that's kind of what caused the problem is that we had all of these cars in one place and that is what made the uh whatever he is a sheriff or whatever he is a warden i don't know what you call the people who are in charge there but uh some kind of patrol type yeah of guy. some sort of patrol guy came by and was like are you allowed to be here and i was like i am and i showed him like my receipt i was like i got this receipt for all of these spots we have less than the number of people that i've reserved spots and he's like well that's fine but you gotta spread out your camp spots uh to like all of your camp spots you can't have everybody yeah. parked right here so and, and so drop your email below just in case oh, anybody's got any questions or anything so that's a uh, yep. tasting anarchy at gmail.com so yep and and i'm i am usually very quick to respond so if you email me i'll get back to you at the same day so usually a couple of minutes because i'm working most of the time but uh yeah it's uh it's gonna be a great it's gonna oh one more thing uh kids under 16 camp free so if you if you want to bring your kids yeah, there you've go. got there's gonna be a bunch of other kids there too uh so that'll be fun if anybody yeah, wants so to come I, out. I like to joke about all the drinking and possible yeah. you know illicit substance abuse going on during the camp day. But uh, last year we had a, a, a good pile of kids mm -hmm. running around. Uh, yeah. Nikki Picone brought uh, Irma. Yep. And I want to say there was like probably about four or five other kids under yep. the ages of 10, just running yeah. around at some point during the day. So yeah, I think Luke brought two of his kids. Um, Owen glass yeah. had their kids with them. Uh, yeah. And then there, there were some phenomenal other kids band, too. by the way, that oh, was a great really part good. of the show. And they're yeah. going to be here again this year. So awesome. 
so that, that'll be good. They're also going to do a like a campfire around the campfire acoustic session. I think that'll be really fun. Oh, so, nice. nice. Uh, we'll that'll probably do that one one of the nights and have like a big a big campfire where everybody can kind of come over and enjoy that. Agora Brewing is bringing his meat again this year. So oh, that's course. not Got to be to. missed. Yeah, it's, it's Children very good. staple. <laughs> it is. It is. It's it's become part of the tradition now. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be doing. Um, we'll probably be doing the raffle again this year, fifty fifty raffle, like we did last year. Um, I think Mason won the first year. I don't remember who won the other. Year. Yeah, Mason won yeah. the first year by just what was it like half an ounce above mine. And Something like that. Yeah. 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 It was, it was... yeah. So uh, just to explain it to everybody who doesn't know, this is the fifty fifty raffle for the fruitcake. Yes. So. Um, so Rollo will cook a fruitcake. And now look, I am the no sugar, no grains guy. Yeah. But I will say Rollo's fruitcake. Pretty (laughs) good. Pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he sent us actually, he sent Victoria and my wife and me, uh, one for, uh, for Christmas. You know, these last couple of years blend together now. So I'm trying to remember like, when did this happen? But (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we go from one Childerberg to another and it was always like, oh yeah, that happened. It was like, no, wait, no, that was Childerberg three. That wasn't two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did. He cooked, he cooked us when we ate that. It was really good. And, um, but yeah, yeah. Mason won by like a couple of ounces and, uh, he donated his proceeds to free Ross, which was great. Helped us with our, uh, goal for free Ross and Childerberg one. I don't yeah. remember who won in Childerberg Dose, but in Childerberg Tree, yeah, um, Schlitz Beer on Twitter won the uh, won the raffle. Also won the free Ross quilt, uh, and is the proud owner of the Road Toad. So ah uh, yes, the good old Road Toad. Yes, I got so. I got to ride with him in the wine van on the way to the distillery last year. Oh, so. right on. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> he's a cool dude. Yeah, we saw him. We uh, my wife and I went to Freedom Fest up in Rapid City. And um, he was there, and, and we went and had uh, we went to a winery because I'm a wino, and uh, and then we and then he had to fly out. And, it's like you make uh, a whole podcast about it or something. I know, it's I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to the winery, and then we went. There's a there was a distillery or a uh, a brewery attached to the winery, so we went. We, then we walked down to the brewery and had a yeah, couple more. Beers, you got you so. coming and going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With that guy's yeah. setup. Yeah, that's uh. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good year, I think. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about it everything always seems to like it's it's so long and then all of a sudden it's not <laughs> yeah so yeah it's like the other day i was looking at the calendar i was like oh oh it's next month it's literally next month mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, then i get crazy. to make that eight hour car drive on the way over there it's gonna That's be right. awesome yeah you bring in anybody this year you know your kids coming no they are actually going on a secret trip somewhere oh, okay. else and, oh, all right. uh, I don't I don't fly on airplanes due to the nonsense, so I'm yes, not going yep. to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, Childerberg has already been paid for. So it, right it's on. all good. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah. You and Tom Woods uh, are bankrupting me this year. So it's <laughs> well, you went to the did you go to the Tom Woods show or his? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, what, was yeah. It the 2000. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. 2000 events. And uh, we hung out with the everybody from the Tower Gang podcast. Uh, all of the fun was happening out in the hallway. Uh, mm. I got my uh, drink, uh, my scotch and soda, knocked over by Liberty Thought, which uh, she just thought was hilarious, and I will never let her live it down because, yeah. uh, you know, alcohol abuse. Did you uh, <laughs> did you see Rollo? Well, I think Rollo was there. Yeah, uh, the first day uh, I had just drove like 12 hours to show up at the Tom Woods event, and, uh, and then I'm like walking outside looking for everybody, and all of a sudden I hear, Eric. Eric and I look over oh. and Rollo is getting out of the pool. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, hey, hey, dude. Uh, yeah. He also had his uh, co-host Slappy there, which was great. We oh, hung nice. out. Uh, Slappy gave me a, a cigar, which. Oh yeah. I- if you're a cigar smoker, you know that's a place of high honor. So. Well, and he's also a like a cigar aficionado. He knows a lot about them. Yeah, it was a it was a hand rolled cigar, and I gotta say, wow, it was really really nice. Yeah. So again, props to uh, Slappy Jones. Over there. So I uh, got a comment from Schmeghead over here. Hey, I recognize both of these dudes. Mm, good. Hey, Schmeghead. <laughs> I was I always love him coming in because we got the uh, the star with the you tried, and I feel like that's all Liberty podcasters. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Mason and I have been doing our show for since before I moved to Texas. Probably I think a year before we, I moved to Texas. So it's been six or seven years. We still only yeah. have like. 30 downloads a week or something like that maybe more but <laughs> depending on our guest if we have a guest and the guest is like active on social media but you know what it's fun it's a good way to uh yeah you guys have had some some pretty interesting guests uh i i think still my favorite is the uh texas uh one one guy for vineyards i think you we, had him I, on i've had two so we actually so one guy uh, ricky is super cool he's out in yeah. uh, marfa i think and yeah. or it's near Marfa. I'm, I'm thinking that was probably the guy because yeah. he didn't really seem like he was like libertarian-ish, but he definitely was no. picking up on the lingo pretty quickly. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He's uh, he's actually from the Bay Area, which is which is kind of close to where I'm from. And um, yeah, I, I'm from the mountains. Another, he's, another he's from the Bay, Californian in exile. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> and he ended up. I don't know how he figured it out. He told me the story, but they sourced out that like this part of Texas, there was like one winery there. But it had the correct elevation. It had enough water. Everything was great for wine. It just wasn't developed. And yeah. he went out there. He and his, uh, I, I guess now his wife, I think at the time it was his fiance. they bought uh, 10 acres. You want to talk about like a huge buy-in for a yeah. fiance? Yeah. Let's go buy a whole bunch of property out in Texas, a, a state that we've never been to. Yeah, and start <laughs> and we'll a winery. Bu- we'll build a vineyard. Yeah, start a winery in a place that doesn't have them. There's, there's yeah. one. It was like a vanity winery. So... And it, like, so it was a winery, but it didn't really, like, it was just produced wine for like the guy who owned it because, out there. Like there's a guy next door to where Ricky's property is. He owns 50 square miles of just Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you can't really say that about any other state. He owns 50 square miles. Yeah. <laughs> We're not acres, miles. Yeah. And it's crazy. And Ricky, Ricky's not like in the, in, I don't think he's Liberty adjacent really at all. I, like through our conversations while I was out there. Like he was actually offended that this guy was allowed to own 50 square miles where I was like, he bought it. He bought it. Like, who cares? <laughs> but, uh, the check cleared. I mean, he still owns yeah, it. Yeah. So it's like, he's... okay. Yeah. Well, I don't see the problem, but, uh, but he, so he's definitely not, but he makes great wine. They, uh, they don't have anything from their vineyard yet in Marfa because it, or it's actually, it's called Alta Marfa. So it's actually at, it's in Jeff Davis County. So I think it's actually North of Marfa. Yeah. But, um, they, they're right now they're using grapes from a vineyard in hill country near where we're from and they've yeah. made they made they made a really good their first one was called laser cat and it was a rosé of tempranillo which is super unusual yeah. and really and it was outstanding it was fin- and it's all naturally fermented that's the other cool thing about a lot of his stuff they don't add yeast it's all it's all fermented by local yeast so when they when they crush their grapes they leave mm. them out for a little while to become fermented with natural wild yeast and um so that kind of adds an interesting flavor to it that's just different. It's it's more, 
you know, the, as winos would say, it adds to the terroir, but it, it's different. Right. It makes it it makes it a lot more local. And uh, this year, though, he had really he had three offerings this year, and there's a whole a whole problem with me getting those from uh, UPS delivered. Like for some well, so I live in a particular area, and there's a there's another road in the city next door that is very close to the name of my road. But does oh, not you contain get packages all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't contain my address. That's what's weird about it. Is that uh, doesn't have the same street number? No. So, but no, but they but they they'll randomly deliver stuff for, that is meant for me there. They'll get to the end of the street and then just deliver it to the last house. It it makes no sense. But <laughs> whatever. UPS. Yeah, know. yeah. But uh, I also suffer from the same thing because my street name is separated from the street across the highway. So the only two differences is my street is called the lane and the other one is called the road mm -hmm. and they have similar address numbers. So the same street numbers and everything. Yeah. So every once in a while I'll get somebody from the road and they'll get my mail sometimes, but yeah. it's always kind of fun to compare notes. It's, it's, it, it is, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't know how, like how that gets mixed up, but it does. But I ordered all his wine this year. He had a, um, a Shannon Blanc, a, um, a, uh, Cabern or no, he, no, it was Shannon Blanc. He had, I don't remember all of what he had. They were all white. I'm not usually a white wine drinker. I usually am a red wine drinker. Yeah. But he, uh, but these were great. He did a really good job on all three of them. Uh, you can check it out. It's altamarco.com. Then I have another Texas guy that came on who, I, I one of these, one, when we get Childeberg Town going and everything's worked out and the show is, is more of a permanent show, I'm going to have all of these guys bring their stuff down and, and, and do tastings yeah. and stuff. This guy, uh, Rowdy Bolin, lives up in uh, near Lubbock, and uh, at Dino Country. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah, good old Dino Files. Right, that's right. And um, so one of the few people I need to get on my show. He's such a cool dude, and yeah. I, he's so busy right now too. I think, uh, I think he's in, I think he's in law school. I don't think he's actually even in Lubbock anymore. I think he went somewhere else. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I but... think he's in Houston, but he does okay. a lot of stuff with uh, Slurp Gang. So shout out to oh, to does Slurp he? Gang. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dino's the best. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's a great guy. I got he's a present a for him. I, I'm gonna present him a present if he comes this year to Childerberg. So, yeah, uh, met him at I, the first Childerberg and missed him the last two times. So, yeah. Well, if if this year he doesn't make it, I'm gonna have to finally mail him his present because I got it. No, from last we'll, year. we'll have to kidnap him and just bring yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So out there in Lubbock is Rowdy Bolin, who owns Bolin Vineyards, um, which used to be part of uh, Newsom Cellars, but they they all split up, and now it's uh, or no Trinity Cellars. It was part of Trinity yeah. uh, Cellars, and then and one of the companies that split off from that it's called English Newsom, but his is Bolin Vineyards. He makes great wine. Uh, they just had a to not harvest, or I think it's I think I I, I get these mixed up because I pay attention to these things. <laughs> he's got he just had a to not harvest and uh i'm pretty excited to try that because he makes really good wine he'll cut you know what's cool about texas is that uh all of the all of the wine grapes here brick for so long which is like they get a lot of sugar yeah and a lot of sugar translate to lots of alcohol <laughs> yeah so we had lots of alcohol like, very sweet tasting uh yeah yeah wines they're, they're, yeah they got like a lot of bold fruit flavors um and you end up getting wines from like up in High Plains, up near Lubbock, is uh, where they're like sixteen and seventeen percent, which in European wines are fortified wines. That's yeah. that's where they add liquor to it to make it yeah. higher alcohol. Here it does it naturally, and they're just such interesting wines. They they really have 
Um, yeah, over here, no, really we just great. get muscadine, so we get a lot of muscadine wine. Well, I think that, uh, speaking of muscadines, I think that Cody is ex- starting to experiment. Uh, I don't know if I just doxed him, but Agora, <laughs> Agora is uh, is yeah. experimenting with muscadine in in his meads. Oh, for meads? Oh, yeah. I don't well, know if that he's will definitely bring... be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to bring any down this year, but uh, I think he he was trying it out to see like what what would that be like because there there is a anytime I'm anywhere north of here, basically, I always try to visit the wineries because they usually have American varietals and yeah. muscadines. One you can make muscadine wine, and it's it's totally different but it's it's yeah. tastes good it's just it's good on its own in its own category and then um my sister lives up in uh nebraska and they actually have wineries up there but they grow shout out to my home state oh really it's nebraska yeah yeah i was right born on. in omaha so oh, okay <laughs> okay well she's she's in lincoln so the city next door yeah and um they've got a couple of wineries up there when i was up there visiting her we went we went and checked them out and they're beautiful wineries their wine is is I always like I don't know I always feel like I have to categorize it because it's like these are American grapes they're different it's a different yeah product. yeah yeah it's, yeah it's you're just, not getting a, a a Chateau uh, Aubryon yeah you know from the from the 1800s you know right yeah yeah exactly it's it's a it's a different product so if you go in you expect this to be like a European style wine then you're going to be disappointed but if you go in expecting this to be a really interesting expression of the local ecology uh, and American grapes, it's yeah. going to be good. So, and there, and you can do really great stuff with American grapes. There's, there's a, there's a winery down here south of Dallas called Angelita or Angelina, um, and they do, uh, it's called a Blanc Blanc de Bois. Their regular Blanc de Bois, I don't think, is very good. It's a, it's a white wine. They have a lagered Blanc de Bois that is super good. <laughs> so it's like, so, so this is one of the things that I think is like so great about Americans is that. And why, like, we're so superior to Europeans <laughs> is yes. that we figure shit out. Like, it, like we're given yeah, whatever we, we have. We, if we get a problem, we're going to yeah. find a workaround to, to get around whatever problem that is. Exactly. And this Blanc de yeah. Bois is it's a, it's a hybrid grape that was developed in Florida to grow wine in Florida. And it works really well here in Texas. And it makes good wine if you make the wine correctly. And uh, I just really like that Americans do that that it's just like we don't really care what, and it, what yeah and of course i mean americans are drunkards yeah exactly just going all the way back we will figure how to make alcohol i can't tell you how many times i have drank apple wine blackberry wine strawberry yeah. wine whatever kind of fruit you can think i've i've had elderberry liqueur before yeah. there's <laughs> you know, there is uh i was watching a documentary and they were interviewing the guy who started the samuel adams brewery and he brought this up that if you go look at the journals of the pilgrims one of the reasons that they made landfall was because they ran out of beer and and they went onto land and tried to make beer out of acorns yeah and it wasn't good (laughs) but yeah so for anybody who needs a history lesson the reason why beer is important was it ensured your water source yeah yeah, exactly. So you were introducing alcohol, which was going to kill whatever bacteria or virus was floating around in the water. And so that's why it goes all the way back to ancient Babylon and, and the Middle Eastern cultures was they had to ensure their water source somehow. So they had yeah. like the, these like very low alcoholic brews, but were just enough to sanitize what they yeah. were drinking. Well, so. we do. We, we drink something. Um, 
I, my wife is Ukrainian, and uh, and actually my mother. Shout out now, Victoria. Yes, yeah, shout, shout out Victoria. Shout out uh, Lilia, my my mother-in-law, who's living with us now because of oh, awesome. obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gee, I wonder but, why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we they have a drink there called Kvass that is um, it's a beer, but it's like a yeah. it's like one percent alcohol maybe. Yeah. So it's, it's very, very sweet, but it's also, yeah, it's, it's like kind of like a water drink and you can mix it with water and it tastes great and stuff. It's, it's, it, but that's kind of that thing is like, this is what people used to do is they would drink these types of things. And even the Puritans, they're like Cromwell, when he was in charge of England, he, his recommendation was that for breakfast, you eat oatmeal mixed with beer. Yeah. And, and that was your breakfast. So like, even like a lot of the like religious Puritans and stuff like that were really oh, into yeah. it carb loading at 6 a.m. Got to look. Yeah, yeah, you got that's what you got to do. <laughs> but yeah, but kind of on the Childerberg note, there is going to be a lot of alcohol there. Um, but yes, quite a bit. Nobody's going to pressure you to drink any of it. Nope. And um, there's, last there's year, I, I had one sip from something that uh, Bird Archist brought. Oh, OK. And uh, yeah, and that was that was about it for me for my alcohol consumption. Like the rest of the time I was Drinking club soda and the LaCroix that I had yeah. going around there. I think so. I think I was with you the entire weekend until the last day on Monday. Or no, until the, the evening on Sunday. And then I was like, all right, things worked out. We're here on Sunday. Now I can sit down and I can have a beer and I can I can enjoy a fat conkin burger and just <laughs> chill out for the rest of the day. Yes, the fat conkin. Uh, so Doofus Anarchist. Uh, oh, who, Doofus remembers because it was him. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it was definitely him who won the, yeah, uh, the Chili Dose. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yep, Doofus was there. Shout, yeah. out, to Shout Doofus out to Doofus, also. who uh, who hung out outside of the uh, porta potty while I was coming out, and then like ambushed me to say hi. So yeah, but well, and also weird. he, I don't know if it's out, but he and I and Will from Peaceful Treason recorded an episode. Uh, I'm a big sci-fi buff, as you know, actually, because I yes. talked to you and Nikki P about it. Um, yeah. It. He's, they're doing a review of uh, Raised by Wolves, which I think is one of the best. It's a weird show. It, it is a weird show. I love I, it. I watched the whole first season. <laughs> I'm, I've am i got the second season like waiting out there. If I'm, I'm going to power through it. I, I haven't watched the second season yet either, but we, yeah. we, we recorded a review because there's so much like... It, Spiritualism it, going on. It You've so got a god wild. talking through uh, Tramis Fibble. Yeah, maybe. Or like, or it could be something else. Like, it's, it, it's such a wild show. And it's so different. And I really, really liked it until the last episode. And then I was like, this is a little bit too weird even for me. <laughs> but yeah, there, was a, there was a lot of stuff going on in that first yeah. first season. Because like, it was like, okay, so the android is giving birth. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there's all sorts of weird stuff on it. It's 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 really good. But we did we did a review of the first episode. And by the way, on, don't piss uh, off that android because you yeah. will die. Right, exactly. Yep. <laughs> a very horrible death. Yeah. Uh, and so... Duvis was the co-host on that as well, so yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very bizarre show. And did it you, was like, did you watch uh, Dark? That Duvis and Will did a, a whole yeah. Big, they long they've thing done that Dark with uh, Roth Birdie and everything. Uh, I can't really get into it. It's like too German for me, and I'm half Got German. It. Okay, so that's, that's kind of like one of those things. <laughs> we watched it. My wife loved it. <laughs> I I thought it was good. I, I I think if I if it wasn't for my wife, I probably wouldn't have stuck around with it because I was too confused. Yeah, and then but as like it went on, like I started kind of yeah, like especially if they're connection. introducing like time travel into the yeah yeah the, yeah yeah it was from it this was, time period to this time period. It's, it's 
right. it's a bit much yeah. to keep up with. It, it is. It's. 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 And I probably wouldn't have watched it if it was just me, but because Victoria liked it so much, she was just like, "I'm intrigued." I was. We we finished it, and we don't usually watch that type of show. Usually, we watch like which I also like blacklist or where it's just like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, I love blacklist. I do too, like but it's the perfect not, but role it's, for, yeah, but it's not complicated. It's not a complicated show. It's like, no, no, it's definitely it's, criminal yeah. of the week. Yeah, exactly. Criminal of the week. I like that. I loved the first couple of seasons of X-Files. My dog's names are Foxy and Mulder because the, the monster of the week, that's a great format. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's what you and do. I love the show. And I hate the episodes that are about the overarching conspiracy. I love that this week it's some sort of weird leech man. And this <laughs> week it's some sort of weird shapeshifter man. Like, those yeah. are good. <laughs> but Yeah, like... the, the, the only one that really kind of creeped me out, and it was maybe more so the actor, was the guy who could stretch himself. And he appeared oh, yeah. in like two episodes. Two, two episodes, yeah. He, he was in season one. That was... Um, uh, he eat livers that like that was his deal is he had to eat a yeah, liver and then he livers. and then he could like yeah then he and but he could also like stretch really far and like stick his finger through and like unscrew the, yeah 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 that was that was a really good those were good and then the second season he framed Mulder for beating him up right yeah because he was right. like going through his air vents and everything else yeah, yeah. yep it, it was like was, one of the few that things that have ever was like kind of creeped me out and I was like oh man that's just and it, I guess it was more because of that actor's kind of got a creepy face. He does, and then and he, well, no funny. no surprise that he was like married to a sixteen year old for a while. Uh, I, I yeah, that's right. Uh, and that I think that sixteen year old was like the daughter because he was also in the Green Mile. He was the he was the yeah. uh, the younger jail guy or whatever that was like a dick to everybody. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, and then that that girl that he married was like the daughter of somebody really famous, and she was like sixteen, yeah. and and he was like forty. 50 something at the time i think oh was it okay yeah which it was, makes it even it worse was oh, yeah. wild it was like really weird but agreeing with us that uh, x files was so good not so much the newer episodes that came out i'll tell you so the, the new the new seasons i agree not as good there was one really good one did you see the one where there was a were human yes uh with uh reese darby yes with reese darby yeah yeah, such a good episode. It's it like, fantastic it episode. It sucks being a human. I'm a, I'm anxious <laughs> about everything. I'm worried that different things are going to happen. I just want to be a lizard again. Yeah, he was a lizard who got bit by a by some kind of human that had uh, had those powers. It was right, pretty bizarre. <laughs> it was such a great like a great flip. It was that episode and the one where he was tripping on mushrooms. Yeah, that was. And he had the dream too, sequence. Yeah. Was was yeah. the only other good one. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the show. I, I, I feel like I always think this about everything. I think I probably told you, both you and Nikki P about this. I think every show could be saved if they just hired me to, like, come up with the next episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, no, no, you guys are doing this wrong. Like, you you got to do stuff. You got to stop trying to do stuff that makes you – actually, even the woke stuff aside, because they used to do this even before all the woke stuff. Stop yeah. doing stuff that makes producers happy. Start doing stuff that makes fans happy. The reason all yeah, of if you the get that Star note Trek's... from the producer in the production yeah. meeting, just toss that shit right in the yeah, trash. Yeah, it doesn't it belong yeah. on the episode. Yeah. The reason all of the stuff, all the new Star Trek suck, is because you're listening oh. to people who went through all of the, all of the, woke training or whatever in college. They don't know what the average Joe wants. The average Joe wants Captain Picard from 1992. <laughs> That's what they want. Go back, <laughs> watch those, and write new episodes. Right. Exactly. 
Uh, and then there's even some of those guys who want Ch Captain James T. Kirk to kiss a green lady. So That's cool. Yeah. It's at least a green lady. <laughs> yeah. Just punch some random alien yeah, that he encounters. That's right. what we want. Well, that's it. the other thing, too. So there was actually a really good... Uh, I was watching something about this, about, like, stories. I, I've got a, com I got a complaint about, like, everything that was made after 2000, basically. But That's uh, just all junk. Just all junk. Pretty, pretty much. It's all, it, yeah. Well, it, you know, as Rollo would always point out, is that this is all fiat, inflationary art. It's shit. You always will get bad art when there's when there's inflation. So yes, it's it's gotten so bad that it's just it's just the worst now, and and technology is not keeping up with it. But there was a really good example of this, and the guy, I, I don't, I, I wish I could credit the guy because I don't remember his name, but he he gave an example from a blog where the guy was explaining the difference between early '90s Simpsons and current Simpsons. Yeah, which Sim Simpsons came out the year I was born, 1987, uh, or I think it was on the Tracy Ullman show the the year I was born, 1987. So it's been around my entire life, and there is a clear difference between The Simpsons in the early 90s up till about season seven and then yeah. post-season seven. And he explained the difference, and he said the difference was that the joke, the jokes were complicated in the first couple of seasons. So it wasn't just like a laugh track joke where you expect the laugh track to run. Where And so he yeah, gave an example. Was... He says a little more referential and you had to kind of understand what was going yeah. on in the culture at the time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he gave an example and he said, he says, imagine that Homer is sitting at an airport and he hears over the loudspeaker that they say now boarding veterans, women with children and fat people. And in the current, in the current iteration of the Simpsons, Homer would stand up and go, woohoo, that's me. And he'd go get in line. And that's funny. Yeah, but in the old Simpsons, the same thing would happen. Homer would be sitting there, the announcement would come over the loudspeaker that would say, "Women, children, um, military veterans, and fat people can now board." And in the old Simpsons, Homer would sit there. Yeah, and then the announcement would come on maybe a second time, and Homer would continue to sit there, and then it would come over a third time, and people would start looking over at him. <laughs> and he would still sit there. And then the fourth time, the stewardess would walk up and point at him and then point at the line. And he'd right. look over and see that it's full of all the fat characters from The Simpsons. <laughs> and he'd have to go get in line. And he'd go, oh, right. because he used to be a lovable doofus. And now he's an idiot. Yeah. It's like it's a, it's a completely different character. And they were, they were explaining this is the difference between they were, the difference between the writing in these early seasons and the writing now. And I think this is kind of this is a, a good example of pretty much all of the writing of media nowadays, except for like independent media, which I think is, I think there's a lot of really good independent stuff coming out. Like this is one of the things I complained about on uh, Nikki P show. Such a while has ago. my book coming out soon. That's right. I'll, and I'll read it. Uh, but Nikki P uh, was talking about this when I was on his show a couple of years ago, where I was like, you know, there was this time when I thought like all hip hop music really sucked. And then the internet happened big and SoundCloud existed and there was yeah. still a lot of shit, but there was there was like bones came out and puya and like all of these like really good complicated artists who are young guys and they were extremely talented so you end up getting this sort of like that's what's cool about the internet and i think that's what we see right now that's happening right now is that yeah there was this there was this like network dominance and it kind of consolidated enough that there was a there was a, a a good enough filter that only good stuff got through but so much good stuff didn't get through yeah, like fire, like Firefly is a good example of that. Where it's like Firefly was really good, 
yeah. but it didn't. But get it past was on Fox, season. which is like doomed right. to to be canceled. Yeah, exactly. And then, but now we've got kind of, and you know, people have different opinions about Ben Shapiro and stuff, but they're they're doing some interesting stuff with with producing movies and producing shows, yeah. which I think is really kind of cool. And it's and it's sort of this like there's going to be a lot of garbage. And actually I was really encouraged by this. Like I, I, I actually messaged to Rallo and I said, there's nothing more encouraging to me about the free market than watching tech conglomerates fail and age poorly. And like Netflix, yeah. they dropped 36% or something like that today because they, yeah. they failed to meet their yeah. Disney growth plus quota. lost like 250,000 subscribers yeah, which, overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like not really, that surprising at a certain point everybody's subscribed and some people won't find value in it and they'll unsubscribe that makes sense right. but it's also that the content that they want to produce for the most part they do produce good stuff still too but the content that they want to produce for the most part is i'm a man and i'm pregnant or cuties or yeah some other gay thing that that most of the population just doesn't care about or they or they when they come home they don't want to watch that they want to watch they want to watch the early Simpsons. They want to watch yeah. something that kind of lets them check out and is funny and complicated. Or if you have an action show, they want to see the good yeah. guy win. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They don't they, want to they, see the good guy conflicted about what he had to do to win. You know, they just want to see right. the good guy yeah. win. And, and there's a, there's a definitely a place for shows where the, the good guy is conflicted or is a, a different type of character. Like, I, I just finished the new season, or I guess it's season five. I don't think that's the newest season, but uh, Better Call Saul, which I think it might actually be better than Breaking Bad. Um, and the character is extremely likable, but he's not necessarily a good person. He's yeah, so the Saul character is like a little bit kind of like a bastard and asshole. He's yeah, only yeah. really looking out for himself, but he kind of stumbles on doing the right thing. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, sometimes he does. And sometimes he, he doesn't, he, there's something about him. that's very charismatic. So like, so there is this sort of, there's a, there's something missing from most media. Like I think, I think better call Saul is a really good show. But there's so many of these other shows that are popular and I just don't understand. I'm like, I don't like this. It, is it popular because like, how is Star Trek Discovery still on? Like, I, Dude, am, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm like the hugest fan of Star Trek. I, I gave it the benefit of the doubt for three seasons. I gave Picard the first season. And uh -oh. even I. Shoulderberg three legend Wendell. First time listening. Oh, I'm a fan. How you boys yeah. doing? Uh, doing pretty good, and w no crystalline structures to be found anywhere. So. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah, but for the but for those like I don't know how they're still on, and I think the only reason they're on is because somebody watches it, and so that they can say, "Oh, I watched this thing that's close to unwatchable because it's so ridiculous." Yeah. And um, the first season was all right of Discovery. The second season. The second and third season had redeeming qualities. It, yeah, but it was a little it, bit too much, like in your face. Yeah, it, that's that's the issue. Is that the, yeah, the original like, Star Trek was did have its its narrative, like it was preaching stuff for the time. Yeah, but it wasn't like I, I it, it wasn't like there. Were, there's a guy who I can't remember what his name is. He was talking about this where he says like the, if you want people to arrive at environmental stuff, the the correct approach is not to say you have to stop eating steak because you have to, you have to figure out what people value and yeah. what something that people value a lot clearly because every single country that's wealthy eats steak. The, the very first thing you do when you yeah. stop being poor is eat more meat. Like that's just the way it is, whether that's wrong or right. I don't care. I think it's right. But 
whether it's wrong or right, I don't care what you think. I got a fridge full of a Texas cow. That's what I eat. But the so he says, but he says, if you really wanted to work, if you were trying to get people to eat less meat or you were trying to save the environment, not necessarily to get people to eat less meat, you're trying to save the environment. You wouldn't say you can't eat steak. What you would say is, how do we make steak less environmentally damaging? Yeah, because you then still go, leave oh. the option there. Right. Yeah. You go, oh, this guy's on my side and, and I'm willing to work toward that. So if your goal and, and Gene Roddenberry, I think, in the 60s understood this. If your goal is to make it so that people don't, like, burn down the house of interracial couples or whatever, you don't go, like, you have to like this interracial couple, and if you don't, you suck. What yeah. you do is you have them You make control. Lieutenant Uhura a badass. Yeah, yeah you make yeah. her a badass, and then you make her and Captain Picard kiss against their will, but they're not disgusted by it. They're just like, well, you know, we, we were right, against well, our will. That was, that was a kiss. Yeah, yeah, it was a kiss. Like, it's no big deal. And then people go, oh, you know what? Uhura's pretty cool. And so is Kirk. So we like this. You know, like, it, it's things like that where it's like you need to – you have to understand your audience. And I think that's kind of what a lot of the modern world is, is that they don't understand their audience. And yeah, um, you kind of have to meet people to some degree where they are and where you can meet some people where they are is when they're at Childeberg and you will be yes. at Childeberg as well. <laughs> uh, we went all the way around the world just to wrap it back up. Yeah. So yes, uh, Childeberg fear and loathing in Austin, Texas uh, coming soon <laughs> to a campground near you. Uh, so let's uh, give out the deets one more time. So it's yep. a mule shoe bend recreational area at the end of May Memorial day weekend. That's right. Yep. So it's the, it's uh Mule Shoe Bend Recreational Area, 28th through the 30th. If you just want to come to the show, the show is on the 29th at Iron Wolf Distillery. Yep. And that was the big news tonight because we uh, secured right. the location. So. That's right. Yep. I'll be putting I'll be putting up pay what you want tickets here shortly. So if you are, uh, oh, pay what if you want you, tickets. Yep. You if, you're, if you're value it, for value, it is what it, Adam it, Curry is always uh, telling us to. And if and if anybody is a knight out there, speaking of Adam Curry, <laughs> if anybody is a knight, please message me at tastinganarchy at gmail.com because I would like a knight with clout. I'm not a douchebag, but I'm not a knight <laughs> either. And I need somebody with clout to help me set up a meetup because I would love for um Yeah, there you go. For some of the from some of the no agenda people to come out. And Adam Curry lives in that area, so maybe maybe he'll come out too. He was gonna join us when we went to do uh what my wife calls Childeberg Prestige, which was we did we did a wine tour down there because we can't really do that anymore for Childeberg. Like yeah. Childeberg one, we went and did a wine tour, but we can't do that anymore. It's a little bit too big now. But um, so we went down in fall and went and hit up like I don't know how many, but way too many. <laughs> and <laughs> it was I was quite hammered. And um, you're and supposed to spit the wine out. Come on. Well, I don't do that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> snobs do that. But uh, but Adam Adam was he was like, hey, yeah, I'll come out and stuff because uh, he's on. Actually, shout out to the bag on the Federated <laughs> Network. So uh, he's on. He's not on the bag. He's on his network, but it's Federated with. Uh, yeah, it's Federated. Bag, so, you can get to it. Yeah. Yeah, so you can get to it. And so we were we were chatting there, and he was going to come in. He ended up having something else. He was he was going to do. But if we if we organize a real meetup, if any of you are knights. And we organize a real meetup. I think we could manifest Adam Curry. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've tried tagging him a few times on Twitter, trying to interest. But you know, I I can only imagine what a guy with a hundred thousand 
followers yeah. on Twitter sees. So you, you got you got to get him on the on the Fetterverse on Mastodon. <laughs> yeah, so uh, good old Wendell, you know, bring the wine to us. Yep. And the, yeah, no, no worries there, buddy. We, I, we will, I will have plenty I, uh, of alcohol. We will, and I'll, I'll bring. I'm going to bring a couple of bottles of of uh, good stuff that is low priced, uh, and just kind of share that if anybody's interested in having having a nice. Um, some of my favorite wines, but I'm definitely going to bring some of the, uh, some of my good, my good Texas wines with us. Definitely. Definitely. It'll definitely be a good time. So everyone check that out. Childerberg.com. And if you have any questions, uh, hit them up at tastinganarchy at gmail.com. Yeah. And my uh, DMS are open too on, uh, at, or at Childerberg. So if you're, oh. if you need, if you have any questions, just go ahead and you can send them to my DMS. Yep. He, he's pretty responsive as am yep. I. I don't know why I have my DMS open. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I get random stuff. Uh, yep. but anyways, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll definitely be looking forward to you at the end of next month, and we'll see you in person. Absolutely, and I'll see you there. All right. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. All right, and there he goes, folks. Uh, we'll have all of the links down below in the show notes and everything, so check that out. Also, check it out, my show notes as well. And, guys, I, I kind of hinted at a book. If you go over to Indiegogo.com, uh, my book Remote is up there. If you guys want to help me out, uh, get it in front of editors and print it up and everything else, that will be great. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm going to come back tomorrow with uh, Sunny Sidebot on uh, Twitter, and we're going to have a fun time. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is her first podcast appearance, so we're going to take it easy on her. I think. Anyways, guys, uh, check in uh, tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m., right here where you see this one, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.